Welcome to another episode of Follow the Brand. I am your host, Grant McGaw, CEO of Five Star BDM, a five-star personal branding and business development company. I want to take you on a journey that takes another deep dive into the world of personal branding and business development using compelling personal stories, business conversations, and tips to improve your personal brand. By listening to the Follow the Brand podcast series, you will be able to differentiate yourself from the competition and allow you to build trust with prospective clients and employers. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. Make it one that will set you apart, build trust, and reflect who you are. Developing your five-star personal brand is a great way to demonstrate your skills and knowledge. If you have any questions for me or my guests, please email me at grant.magaw, spelled M-C-G-A-U-G-H, at 5star BDM, B for brand, D for development, M for masters.com. Now let's begin with our next five-star episode on Follow the Brand. Hello. And welcome to the Follow the Brand Podcast. I am your host, Grant McGaw, CEO of Five Star BDM, where we help you to build a five-star brand that people will follow. I help anyone who asks, says my next guest, Chuck West. West is a professional resource for you no matter your financial status. He helps individuals, businesses, and institutions reach their full financial potential. Debt keeps us locked into an endless wheel of struggle. Working backwards sets the stage for your wealth when starting on your financial journey. Buying life insurance, disability insurance, and 401k first before buying a car, renting an apartment, and getting a credit card builds a strong financial foundation for you and your family. Understanding debt management as a starting point to savings and wealth creation will put you on the right track. The constant flow of financial information is in a constant state of flux. Staying ahead of the trends is very important in the finance business. Chuck West says that experience, intellectual capital, and his dedicated personal service will help you to meet your life goals. He sees retirement planning as a means more than providing his clients with investment advice. It means helping them maintain the financial independence they've worked their whole lives to achieve. Chuck's consultant process begins with an in-depth discussion of your current finances and future objectives. He'll address issues you might have overlooked and determine how he can help you adjust your your financial portfolio to accommodate changing conditions and meet any unforeseen expenses and income demands that may arise during retirement. Working with you to understand your life goals and develop a personalized wealth strategy for today and for the years to come. Working closely with you to guide your wealth and investments through the most challenging market cycles. Creating customized financial strategies for the challenges that today's 
family's face. Chuck West is a seasoned investment professional with 23 plus years in the industry. He has held positions at Fortune 500 firms such as Citibank and Charles Schwab Incorporated, as well as Morgan Stanley. He is an experienced in asset management and alternative investments. He is a member of the board of directors for the Tennessee State University Foundation, where he is charged with the prudent management and disbursement of the university's endowment fund. Let's welcome Chuck West to the Follow the Brand podcast, where we are building a five-star brand that people will follow. Good day, everyone. This is the Follow the Brand podcast with your host, Grant McGall. And this week, actually this entire season, we are talking about financial empowerment. I think it's one of those discussions that we need to have as a community, as a a family, as one-on-one, because it's one of the most important things that we have at our disposal and resources-wise when it comes to finance. But if you don't know how to manage your finances, you will constantly be on a wheel of struggle. And we want to get off that wheel. We want to move it to a whole nother plane of experience. And and that comes with knowing how to manage your, your finances from a certain standpoint. So I've got on today, Mr. Chuck West. He's a financial uh, expert. I, I'm going to call him an expert. He might say other, but I'm going to call him a financial expert. He's been doing this for a long time. So he's going to help us understand his views on, on wealth, on financial empowerment, and how we can do better. So without further ado, Mr. Chuck West, go ahead and take the mic. Hey, Grant. Um, thanks for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. As you said, this is something that I'm passionate about. I've done this for years. And when I say years, since the mid nineties. So I have, I have, this is, I've only had one other job right out of school. And then I got into this business and I never looked back and, you know, I, I couldn't be happier. Well, that that's what it's about, Chuck, is being happy. It's about being passionate about what you're doing. You find something that really gets you out of bed and you don't, it doesn't take a lot of motivation. You're not just going and punching on someone else's clock, but you're punching in your own clock. So we want to ask a series of questions to give us a better understanding, first of yourself. We talked a little bit earlier telling me you're from Chicago and that now you're you're residing down here in South Florida and you're doing some things. So first question I would like to ask you is, and then one thing I'd like to know myself is like, you know, how did you even get, why did you choose finance as a profession? <clears throat> well, when so I'm going to go back to growing up in Chicago. So Chicago, a lot of people don't realize it, but that's you've got New York as a center of finance. But Chicago is like, you know, the second center. I guess you can't have two centers, but Chicago is a pretty important city when it comes to investing, finances, markets or whatever. So when I was growing up, um when I would have spring break or when I would get days off, uh, my next door neighbor and I were the same age. Uh, we went to different high schools, but we would hop on the train and we would go downtown. And at the time, uh, before markets became electronic, there was an actual floor for the Chicago Board Options Exchange, the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, and there was a Midwest Stock Exchange. 
And so we would go and we would just, we would go and they would have these observation decks, these observation windows. We would go and we would just watch. And it was just, it, I was just in awe of the whole system. Um, you've got these guys yelling and screaming at each other. They've got the ticker tapes. I mean, it was, it was really uh, a spectacle. And so I didn't really understand how to get involved into, in that business when I was in high school. Uh, but then I went, to, went, went away to college, um, decided to study engineering. Halfway through engineering, I realized that you know, my calling was probably finance. And so I just made a shift. And when I finished school, um, I entered the business and I've never looked back. Um, it's, it's, it's always been fascinating to me because no day is the same. Um, any day, anything can happen. So that, that's what really attracted me to the business in the first place. So you're in, you know, I frame you, you're a financial advisor, right? Yes. And um, you are, you know, helping other people to, to find uh, an understanding of, of their wealth and their options. But there's different definitions of wealth. You know, I guess money is an enabler. Help us understand how you define your brand when it comes to, to, to what, what is wealth. How would you define that? Um, okay, so <clears throat> as far as my brand is concerned, um, and, and you know, I kind of fought with this for years when I first entered the business because I, I wasn't really clear. It, but I didn't really have a purpose other than a self-serving purpose. Uh, but then as I started working, I started seeing that, okay, there are people that actually need help with this as opposed to simply myself and colleagues, my, myself and my colleagues trying to make money for ourselves. It's like, look, this is, you know, there's a higher purpose here. There's a higher calling. And I went back to school. I got a second degree in financial planning just so I could better understand how I could help a lot of people. Now, what's, I, what I find very interesting is that as an African-American professional in this business, um, I feel like I have to help whoever asks for my help. Now, I would love to just service the millionaire clients uh, in our client base, but it, it, you have to realize that more people need help than the multimillionaires. You know, you you have aspiring millionaires, you have business owners, you have people that just need help with retirement and retirement planning. And so I made a vow years ago that I would define myself as helping anyone that asks. Now, I, I may not be able to do everything that you need done here at Morgan Stanley, but I can guide you, I can direct you, we can talk about it, and I can use myself as a resource. So that's, hopefully, that's the message that has come across to the public when I interact with people. I think it has because I do get quite a few calls but, um, you know, I just want people to know that I not only help the multimillionaires, um, but I, I try to help whoever needs my help. Uh, are you doing that for individuals, businesses? Is it both? Is there SMB businesses? Is it multi-billion dollar businesses? Okay. So we help individuals, we help businesses, and we help institutions. So what we try to do um, is, and, and that's another aspect of, of our practice here, is institutional money management. So what we try to do is we help 
colleges, we help universities with manage their endowments. So, um, you know, I'm a board member of the Tennessee State University uh, Foundation. I have business partners and I, we're, we're working together to help other HBCUs manage their endowment. Um, and then we move, so let's move down a step to businesses. So we help businesses with their cash management. We help businesses with their retirement planning and we help the owners of the business in a, in a variety of ways, not only portfolio management, but estate planning, succession planning. And then we help individuals, people who are simply looking to retire, people who are trying to make their money work as hard as they do. Um, we, we have, that's an aspect of our practice as well. Man, those, those are very, very important things because money is the lifeblood. You know, that's the blood that cruises through, you know, yourself and it helps you sustain yourself and you sustain your, your health as well as your, your, your wealth. And I have found, especially uh, African-American youth, right? And, and not even just, it's just, it's just the basic in the, in the Black community is that you're on this wheel of just survival. Mm -hmm. uh, month to month, week to week, and, and having very little left over uh, to, to even think about something like an investment or, or to, to work through uh, managing a business and, 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 and just being able to participate in the, uh, uh, the wealth machine of the U.S. What kind of advice would you give someone who's just like, look, I want to get off of this wheel but I need to get to that first rung. Well, what I would advise you do is really take stock of what you have and what you owe. Debt keeps us locked in to that wheel. And if we could figure out a way to reduce our debt, but also increase our savings at the same time, um, that, that's normally the starting point. So, and, and people will say, well, you know, how, how do I save anything if, if I have all this debt? I'm, I'm paying all these bills. Well, what we have to do is really understand the debt, where the debt comes from, you know, how the debt is managed. And then from there, we can set up some type of savings plan. Additionally, um, what a lot of people don't do is fully participate in their employer's uh, retirement plan. It could be a 401k, it could be a 403b, um, but they need to contribute to that because that automatic contribution to those accounts, uh, that uh, is wealth. A lot of people don't consider that wealth. And then uh, what happens is before you know it, you have this nest egg in your 401k over a couple of years 50, 60, 70, $100,000, because what you've done is you've contributed to it on a regular basis. Now, what's also important and what I've seen in my practice is that once the money is in the retirement plan, how is that money invested? I have seen people retire and they've kept all of the money in the fixed side of the 401k. And so what that means is that for the 20, 30, 40 years that you've worked, you haven't earned any interest on it. And so, and, 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 and once I did a comparison, I said, well, I looked at someone who had invested the money, invested the same amount of money, you know, close to a million dollars in a 401k, where now this person has 200,000. So 
you really have to make sure that uh, the money in your retirement plans aren't invested properly because that's where the growth is going to come from. And then at times what you may be able to do is borrow against your 401k, pay off your debt and keep that debt away. Now you're really cooking with gas. Now, now the money's growing, the wealth is growing. You're able to do so many more things. So that's where, that's where I try to start with some clients who are in that situation. Uh, but you know, you could, you can work your way out of that by being smart about it. I like that. Uh, that's good advice, especially for an individual. Now, I want to switch the conversation to business. There, there's a ton of small SMB black businesses in America, right? And I, I see a lot of them. A lot of them disappeared dur- during COVID, uh, but because I believe they just did not have, you know, the uh, financial backing that I believe keeps other businesses afloat and having access to capital. I mean, that, that's really the conversation uh, that I want to have, access to capital. What, what if you can shed some light on that, that sector of the uh, Black businesses in general, or like I said, generally are what I call SMB, meaning they are possibly sub 100 as far as the number of employees. Maybe they're at the... Uh, seven figure, maybe eight figure mark as far as revenue uh, or much lower access to capital. What advice would you give to those who, who, who need that financial backing? Um, I'll say that when it comes to your business, debt is, is not a dirty word. Um, there are plenty of loan options for small businesses that Sometimes a lot of small businesses just small business owners just don't know about. And if you're willing to have that conversation, um, you know we can really go deep in the weeds as far as you know finding loans and finding access to capital. Now I will say that your record keeping has to be on point, your tax returns have to be on point, and all of the ducks have to be in a row in order to access such capital. So if the business is being run properly, is being managed properly, um, you can show the revenues, you can show the projections. Uh, chances are with the loan programs that are available now, um, you can access that capital. Now for larger companies who are beyond the lending aspect of what a company might need, you can access the capital markets, um, you can do private equity. You can do private debt. There are a lot of different things that a small business owner can can do to access capital. But at the end of the day, you're, as I said, your record keeping has to be on point and you have to be able to provide the documentation. If you can do that, chances are you, you'll have a, a pretty high uh, chance of obtaining the capital that you need to run your business. This episode is brought to you by Five Star BDM. Five Star BDM is a professional consulting and advisory group keenly focused on business development services for small to mid-sized businesses and entrepreneurs. Although every business is unique, they often share challenges that can be addressed through smart branding. Services include process improvement and operations, digital strategy and transformation, business intelligence, digital marketing, and personal branding. Our five-star business and personal branding company 
has helped a number of professionals and organizations to optimize and grow. The result is more business, more opportunities, better reach, positive outcomes. Please visit www.5starbdm.com to learn more and view all the episodes of Follow the Brand. Excellent. Excellent. I think what I heard from their information, you've got to get the correct information and know what your options are as money is flowing around us all the time. You know, uh, it just not may not be in, in your sector. How do you get into the money flow? Right. So my question for you is how do you continue to stay on top of all the things that are beneficial to your career? Um, I mean, we're, we're constantly learning. Um, we are always, when I say we, I mean, my team here, um, we're, 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 we're reading, we're studying, we're attending seminars, um, continuing education, like my, my business partner, she's working on her master's right now. You know, it, it's a constant flow of information. And, um, if you're not, we always feel like, you know, once you feel like you know everything, then the battle was lost. You can't help anyone because things change. Tax laws change. Um, procedures change. Trading timing. It, it, it all changes. And we have to be on top of that. So a big part of our practice is making sure that we're on top of what uh, not only what people are talking about, but what people may begin to talk about. So information, studying, education is, is very important to us. And it's, it's, it's a very important part of what we are, who we are, and what we do. Excellent. Excellent. So let me ask you this, because, you know, we, we come from some similar background. And looking back in time, 20, 30 years, and just helping that younger individual, that younger couple, they're, they're getting out here. And maybe they've gotten some uh, education and they've gotten some skill sets um, but I know a lot of people shy away from understanding uh, finance and in in business mm-hmm. and because you know accounting and and all that type of thing. But it's very very important. Help us understand like what are some key things that a person can just take stock of and think about and think about this like what what would you have wanted to do earlier in possibly in your career that um, that you would give advice to to someone else. Well, I would. So what, what's important is that um, going back to what I was saying about the 401k and the contributions and so forth and so on. Um, when I first started, I wasn't always in the financial planning part of the business. I was in trading. I was in, you know, placing trades and talking to trade that that's so there was no planning there. That was strictly you know, here, these are the orders that need to be processed, get these orders done in a timely fashion. So I didn't really have a clear understanding of what was needed. And what I found very interesting is that I had a coworker and we were talking, this was a, you know, a, a Caucasian coworker. Um, and so we were talking, same age, same, you know, we both graduated from school at the same time. And he was telling me that the car, like his parents gave him the car that he was driving. They gave him 
the so that means that he doesn't have a car note and i have a car note right they gave him the down payment for his house so i'm saving for my down payment and he has a down payment right so and there was just a series of things that he was doing differently that i was doing and so if you don't have a car note that means that that can go to savings if you don't have certain items that you have to pay for on a monthly basis that goes to savings that goes to 401k so this this kid was able to max out his 401k and i'm like what how are you maxing out your 401k and he kind of walked me through it he's like this is and it was just normal conversation for him right so what i determined at that point is that my kids that my kids would be on the other end of that conversation once they reach that age my kids would not be thinking the way i was thinking at 25 um with the with the job that i thought you know i was proud of myself i've got this great job and then i'm like okay well there's so much more to this than um i actually realize so you know i, I tell that story because and i tell that story often because i want young people to really understand that um there's more to it than what you're doing there's more to it than getting educated and having that job um there's so many things that you have to take into consideration especially when you're starting out now what a lot of people don't do when they start out is they don't take stock of what they have and what they have to protect because the most important thing that you have is your health okay so what do you do to protect your health you look into disability insurance okay that is being disabled is worse than death uh, because now you're living and you can't take care of yourself right now on top of that what else do you need to do well you need to protect your estate and you need to protect your loved ones so that life insurance comes into play right then on top of that you need to start saving you need to start putting money into your in into your retirement accounts and then once you have that expense figured out now it's time to figure out what apartment you can afford what car you can afford and so forth and so on but what i find is that a lot of people work backwards from that they'll have they'll get out of school they'll have a nice apartment they'll have a nice car and then they have to work backwards now it's instead of saying how much car can i afford which is what you should be saying because you've got all of these other insurances and other protections in place. They're saying, well, how much I can't do the insurance because I can't afford it. Well, you can't afford it because you have these other expenses. So we have to really reverse how our young people start out because that is, that's, that's the critical element to building the wealth. Um, you know, not buying things that impress your friends, um, you know, impress your friends with your life insurance policy, impress your friends with your disability insurance, impress your friends with your 401k, um, not with the trips that you can take. Because in, in that, at the end of the day, you really can't take the trips um, if you're not covered with the in these other elements of your life. So that, to me, that that's critical. And that's really the message that we really have to get to our young people starting out. You know, and I'm glad you brought that up because when you're starting out young, this is what I have seen in the financial industry is that, especially when people are in college, you're, you're targeted. You're targeted with credit cards, which really should be called, 
debt cards. And that's your access to capital. And really, that is your access to debt uh, and long-term debt with the incredible interest. And then now you're already going to get out of school. You've already got a student loan. Uh, you've gotten to your point. Uh, hopefully, you know, you're using your skill set to get a nice, decent job and you've got a paycheck. Uh, but the money is coming in. It's already, already been uh, determined um, uh, to go to someone else uh, based on the debt ratio that, that you're carrying. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. right. So if you understood in the beginning, what you know? What is that dollar costing you? I saw some commercials that came out a, a year or two ago, and it was kind of like, "Wow, hey, yeah, I can finance that computer. It's only a thousand dollars." Realistically, you're paying four thousand dollars for it, mm-hmm. sure. right? And, and that type of thing. What, what advice can you give us about how to manage uh, credit and debt? Um, I think having a credit card or two is good if you use it properly. Because at the end of the day, a creditor, when you go to buy a house or if you want to finance a car, they they look for some type of credit history. Um, But take the car, put it away. Now, that's going to take some discipline. I remember once I I had a credit card and I I shredded the credit card when I got it. So (laughs) I didn't use the credit card, uh, but I had the credit account. Uh, in my credit history, which which was a good thing. Now, there were times when I wish I had that credit card, but it was shredded, so I, I couldn't use it. Um, and I'm not suggesting everybody go out and, and do what I do and, and get a credit card and shred it. But you, you really have to manage that credit card debt early as soon as possible so that it does not get out of hand. Um, you really only need to use that credit card in emergencies or if you're going to use it, pay it off at the end of the month. Now, I get it. That is easy to say, and everybody says it. Um, but yeah, it, it does require some discipline. But at the end of the day, you do need a credit history. Um, you do need you know, some way to prove to larger creditors that you are a fair credit risk. Um, but yeah, it's the, the credit card that that's the hamster wheel right there that, that credit card debt um if you can prevent yourself from getting into credit card debt early on um you have taken great strides to to building your wealth and and a very strong financial profile for yourself i think that that that's good good advice you've been giving me or us the audience very good advice uh and i wanted to just ask a couple more questions okay and that is when it comes to your, you, know, you just talked about that, your, your discipline, your, your belief system, your mindset and understanding. Because what we're really talking about is lifestyle and it's long-term lifestyle. How do you set up your lifestyle? Uh, you start you know, a journey and your uh, finance, especially if you're doing it with yourself or you're now with a significant other and you're, and a really a financial partnership for the long term. How do you now come to an understanding? You know, I, I talked to my, uh, I got a young daughter and it's like, okay, it's easy to get married, right? You know, fall mm-hmm. in love, you get married, whatnot. But have you sat down at the table and had that financial conversation? What's our financial strategy, meaning for the long term? Can, can you shed some light on that at all? 
<clears throat> sure. Well, so it, it, now we're into, you know, marriage counseling and relationships. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will say this. Um, understanding, we, we teach a class here, uh, my partner and I, it's called The Psychology of Money. And it takes you through a series of questions that you ask yourself just to see how you, what, what your approach is to money, because everyone is, is different. Everyone brings a different perspective, you know, from how you were raised, what you saw growing up, um, what kind of struggles you may have had, what kind of struggles you didn't have. It, it all affects our individual approach towards money. Now, um, when it comes to uh, financial strategy with the spouse, I will say this. So I've been married for 28 years. Okay. My wife and I have very different perspectives on money. Um, but I, 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 you know, we, we made a vow, or at least I made a vow. I'm like, listen, if, if this doesn't work out, it's not going to be because of money, you know, whatever it is, however, however she sees money, however I see money, look, this is who I put the ring on. And so this is how we're going to roll. Um, but it's important to have that conversation before you get married, before you tie the knot, but it's also important to marry somebody that you love and you think that you can spend the rest of your life with. So I guess what I'm saying is don't let the money question or the money issue prevent you from marrying someone that you're going to get along with for 28 years. Um, because you can, and I've, and it's funny because I, I tell people all the time, don't take relationship advice from me. Here's why. I have a friend, right? It's one of my best friends. And so he's like, Chuck, look, I met this girl. I think she's the one. I said, great. Tell me about her. He says, she's this, she's that. And she's got an 800 credit score. I said, bro, marry her tomorrow. Turns out this woman was the craziest woman on earth. And they lasted, <laughs> they lasted 18 months, right? 18 months. That's it. And because he took my advice, because I'm the financial expert, I'm like 800 credit score. That's who you want to marry. So it's, it's, it's not always about money when it comes to your relationships. Uh, money is a very important part of it, but it can't rule the relationship and eventually things will work themselves out. I, I totally get that. It, it's very, it, it's good. You have to have the conversation. Everybody has different ways of how they, they manage, make and spend their money. You know, some people, you know, the, the, the spouse, you know, is very frugal. And the other one, you know, it's kind of a spencer, but it kind of finds a balance. But you, you need to at least have that understanding, that communication, uh, so that, that that's important. So at this point, we're going to conclude, but I want you to speak to my audience on things that we haven't talked about yet, but you wanted to, I, I want you to go ahead and give us some information uh, from your perspective, from where you sit, from what I call financial empowerment and and. Speaking to my audience, a lot of them are healthcare executives, a lot of them, again, are uh, information technology, entrepreneurs, individuals, just like you and me. Any, everybody has to touch this thing called money. 
And money is changing all the time. You know, it, right now it's conversations, you know, cryptocurrencies, there's, there's things like that, all kinds of you know, the new economy, there's this and that. I mean, there's, there's so much noise out there that people can get confused. However, money is probably one of the most important things that you have to be able to manage in your household. So any other kind words you'd like to leave with the audience? Um, I, I always stress uh, developing a plan and, and sticking to that plan. Um, when it comes to your investments, develop a proper asset allocation and, and stick to that plan. Don't chase the next best thing. Um, be well be, be well informed and deliberate in how you proceed with your wealth building because that's really the only way that it's going to happen. Um, if you're all over the place, you'll remain all over the place. So sit down, spend some time, sit down with an expert. If you feel that you need expert advice and this is not your, your area of expertise, um, talk to somebody that knows what they're doing, that's been at it for a while. Um, and, and, and develop a plan. Um, without a plan, you know, you have no direction. And, you, you know, you if you don't know where you're going, then, you know, you're already there because you, you, know, you, you really have no direction. You have no guidance. And, and that's that's critical to, to building wealth and maintaining wealth for your for your financial future. And that's so true. Having a plan and having a coach. Um, because that might not be your expertise. A lot of people, they have to, let's be honest with ourselves. You know, there's certain things you're good at, there's certain things you're not. Yeah, anybody can spend money, but it's difficult to make money. Then how do you manage the flow uh, over time? You know, do you invest in real estate? Do you invest in business? Do you invest in yourself? Which I think is most important. You do have to invest in yourself. And then understanding how to weather the storms because there's no guarantee. Anybody watching those you know, stocks go up and down all the time, pricing goes up and down. We're in inflationary times right now. You know, how are you, you know, managing through crisis you know, mm -hmm. financially? I think that's a uh, it's super important. So I really appreciate you imparting some wisdom, some intelligence, and knowledge up with us, Chuck. If they want to get in touch with you, with you, what is the best way? Um, Charles West at MorganStanley.com. Uh, I, won't, I won't give you a phone number to remember, but charles.west at morganstanley.com. That's how you reach me. Um, you know, I, I tell clients all the time, hey, Tiger Woods has a coach. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so <laughs> we're here to help. No, and, and that's that's what's important. So I know you're in the business like, hey, you know, you've got $10, let's make it 100 you know, mm -hmm. Let's take that hundred to make it a thousand, thousand, ten thousand, and so forth and so forth to try to manage money. Let's create wealth in our community by engaging with people who know the journey. You know, so that you, that you're uh, the 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 time to success is a lot quicker than just trying to do it by yourself. Or again, if you find yourself on that on that rabbit wheel of debt, how to get off of it. I think I really appreciated some uh, some sage wisdom wisdom that you gave us, Chuck. So continue to follow the brand at www.5starbdm. That's B for brand, D for development, and M for masters.com. Until next time, you take care, Chuck. Okay. Thanks, man.